This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds. Well, without the computers. Talking about the Philadelphia Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo, it is another edition of the High Hopes Podcast. Jack, <laughs> wasn't a great night last night. Not great, man. I never, Not great. I never even liked Nick Pavetta. <laughs> All right, let's just get right I into never, it. I never thought he's going to break How out. How your mentions been? Dude, all right. So I had to. I had. I muted. I muted sixteen people last 16 night. Sixteen people. Dude, I just couldn't take it anymore. I couldn't take it anymore. And I don't know. I just think that people, like, they hear break out Pavetta and and, and they think I, of Jack Fritz now, which which is fine. <laughs> That's probably a good thing. Whatever. But like. And here's the thing, is that it was like, I said all along that he needed a third pitch if he wanted to break out, but of course no one hears that, and of course sometimes, I guess I didn't real. I guess I forgot that you can't ever have fun on Twitter, so like- <laughs> Twitter's not fun, man. So So like- not a fun place to be. So when I put out stuff about like how like he's going to strike out 200 guys and top 10, it's like no one can kind of take that as, you know, kind of nuanced and, sure. and hyperbole. Um, and it turns into like you don't know anything about baseball. You said he was better than Aaron Nola. You said yeah. he's the ace of the staff. Yeah, and I'm like, oh my god, like can we just relax for five seconds? If you see, this is why I like the Iowa people, and that's why I love the Iowa people because the people that listen to this podcast understand that from day one, the only reason that a Nick Pavetta breakout was gonna happen was if he developed a freaking third pitch. And guess what he didn't do? <laughs> what was he doing this all season, D- dude? What, what was what was Pavetta doing? Was he- Hanging out, chilling. Him and Ben Simmons, <laughs> chilling in LA yes. together, not working on their game, not shooting, yeah. or throwing. Yes. Oh my! Like, like honestly, I was I was sitting here, obviously producing the game, yelling at the no one, <laughs> just at myself. <laughs> what did you do this off season? Like, all he had to do was work on a third pitch, and the upside is there of a of a top three rotation arm, like. That is what he can be, and the fact that he didn't do that is beyond frustrating. Because there is a there's like if you don't think Nick Pavetta doesn't have talent, then you just don't know what you're watching. And for him not to understand that and and understand that he has to take the next leap if this team wants to uh, take the next step forward, and him just to not do it, and it, it's it boggles my mind. You have all this talent, you had one job, like one job was to learn a changeup or a splitter, or some semblance of a cutter, or your crappy slider. Like, I just do not understand how you can go into the offseason, know you need to do this, and then not do it. It, it, uh, it's just, it's, it's, you're flummoxed. It's, it's, it's it's insane. It's insane. It's insane. Like, if there's one thing, if there's one thing I've learned from this, from this whole, from this whole Pavetta process, is that never again Will I trust a two pitch pitcher? Because guess what two pitch pitchers do? Pitch in the bullpen. They get ripped. <laughs> yeah, or they pitch in the bullpen. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if you want to be honest, can I uh, do? Make it, uh, can I Pavetta be honest for with closer? Pavetta, <laughs> Pavetta is the best closer on this team. Yeah. If we're being, be, I mean, if we're being be a honest, bullpen arm. Listen, you know me. I love Archie Bradley types. Yes. Nick Pavetta would Th- be. That's like your your go to thing. That's all I care about. Archie Bradley, Josh Hader, these types of guys. Yeah, it's just up your alley. It would be Pavetta. It's like your favorite thing. Invade. Ryan Presley. Just give me. Ah, DC eat a four hours eight last <laughs> I know, night. I saw. Struck out three guys. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh. But like, here's a here's a thing that is is even more frustrating. It's like you know, people act like I was the only one that thought Pavetta was going to break out. Mm-hmm. Which like, listen, it's not a problem if I'm wrong. It's a problem that the Phillies were wrong about Pavetta. Like, that's more of an issue. It's a really good point. It's more of an issue than I me mean, being look, wrong. All we heard, and granted, we always say, certainly on this podcast, you know, take spring training results with 
multiple grains of salt. Yeah, but I can't do it. I just love spring training and results. regardless, whether you can or can't, the Philadelphia Phillies, every person who was on WIP, every person who talked, Larry Boa came on the Midday Show and said, Nick Pavetta is the star of spring training. Like, everyone there believed Nick Pavetta was taking this step forward. So it's a really great point. And you, did you hear Gabe last night after the game? He was really critical. He was pissed. Like, legit critical. Like, called Pavetta out, essentially. And he should. Not finishing his pitches. No, like, no conviction. No conviction. With his pitches. Like, I, the, Which is right. So, 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 one of my, the, the, the reason that, no, I, all right, I know I talk about myself a lot when it comes to my pitching. No. But the reason. Well, it's funny, because I do have a, <laughs> I have a, I have a Jack Fritz take for later. <laughs> okay. Yes. But the reason that I, went from like an average pitcher in high school to like an actually really serious prospect was that I was told one thing and that was to throw through the target. And what Pavetta doesn't do is instead of instead of throwing through the target, he throws to the target. And the difference is when you're thinking in your mind to throw through the target, you finish everything better and your only thought process is to basically the, the way I was taught was like you want to knock down the catcher. Try to knock down the catcher because that's the only way you can be aggressive and be in the right mindset. And every time I watch him right now, it's like he's just just gliding the ball into there. And the other thing is it's 93. Like, it's 93. It's 94. Yeah, where's the 97, 98, and, 99? And I understand maybe the, the guns were a little, oh my gosh, I just bit my tongue. Whoa. Ow. <laughs> Ow. I wish you could see his face right now. This Ow. is Jack really just in the moment. Oh, man. Anyway. He is so upset about Pavetta. He's hurting himself. <laughs> I mean, just my tongue. <laughs> just, it's not, not like that's not, an important part of what you do in life. Um, but so, uh, crap. Where where was I going with that? Oh, so even if the spring training guns were a little bit hot, the, the fastball had serious ju- jump to it. It had serious giddy up to it. Even if it wasn't 99, whatever, it still looked like 97 at least. Like the the ball was legit jumping. Well, we saw it last year. He was hitting yeah. those numbers, and now it's it's ninety three, it's ninety four, and there's no like the curveballs, like not even competitive pitches at this point. It's 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 mind boggling. So all right, so let's take the next step with it. Where are you at with like forget breakout Bavetta, all that stuff? We've all as you check your time to make sure it's not bleeding. It is not bleeding. It's not bleeding. We're, We're good. good. We're yeah. good. We did it. Okay. The, the, the Jack Fritz bloody, <laughs> bloody tongue game. The, <laughs> the, the bloody tongue podcast. Yes. Um, all right. So let's take the next step with it. Forget Breakout Bravetta, all that stuff. I've tried to. I can't. Yeah, I know. You never will. No, I, I, I will hey, you know why? No one will ever let you yeah, forget no, it. No, no, so, yeah, 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 the, yeah. The 16 people the only... muted. You're going to have to mute more people. Yeah. You... So what do we do now? Where are we at from now? Forgetting spring training excitement. Forgetting the if he learns a third pitch and all that. Where are you at with Pavetta from today moving forward? Is he someone who will figure it out this season? Is he someone who can be a 3-4 type guy for you this year? Where, where are you at with Pavetta and what, what do you expect to see moving forward? It's tough because you want to you wanna throw him back out there and see if he can figure it out. And the way he talked after the game, um, he was pretty blunt about how bad he was and how this game can humble you. I mean, baseball's probably this, I would say golf is more humbling. But I agree. Well, golf is something where it's like, unless you know how to do it, you, it's infuriating. Yeah, so I mean, and he, he seemed really humbled last night, and he said he's going to go out and be better, but like... Dude, his next couple starts, he's got the Mets and then the Rockies on the road, Mm-mm. which is exactly the best way to start Mm-mm. your season. Um, Going to Colorado, yay! Yeah, I, I, like, I don't think I don't think sending him down is going to really do much. I mean, maybe it gets him going a little bit. Maybe just get him some starts, and maybe it, maybe he does have dead legs right now, and going down would help him kind of get his legs back underneath him. So maybe. There's real concern here. This of course, is not, there's real concern. I know, but if, look, we talk a lot about not overreacting to very small sample sizes. Three starts is a pretty small sample size so th- I, i'm just trying to gauge it there's real concern well of course well i don't know listen he, he's not striking anyone out he's walking people and he's throwing 93 miles an hour like i think those are three like, it, real red flags real red flags like not these aren't just like minor concerns he's not he's not pitching well at all he's he's not fooling anyone and and he's not throwing as hard as he usually does so i think there's a, re- a, a, a reason for concern there it's just like <clears throat> It's a sad day for the high ups podcast. Well, it's, it's fine. It, it's just, it's, it, it's, it, it, we'll, we'll, we'll get Adam through. Morgan's it. been great. That was the whole thing all along. That's all that really mattered. Tough times don't last. Tough people do. And uh, me, me and Nick. Uh, well, I don't know if he's actually tough. I don't well, know. Yeah, I, don't know. I, know, I think he might not be. Yeah, he might be. The between the ears part is not great yeah, for Nick Pavetta. Yeah, but maybe in the bullpen. Not like a mental giant out there. Maybe as a closer. Sure. Maybe as a closer, he'd get there. But here's the thing: is that they don't really have 
anyone else that you can come up and be like, oh, I trust that guy to get the job done. Like, everyone, I, I would like Jared Eikhoff to be good, but like last night he allowed three runs in AAA. And like, it's not like we trust Jared Eikhoff to come up here and be well. Yeah, nor should we. No. And then you have, you have Vince Velasquez, which you don't know what you're going to get. Like, I tell you what, the people that think he pitched like amazing. It's an, unbelievable. People acting like it was five innings of just pure genius pitching or whatever. I was what? What are we? Did I watch the same game as you? He threw eighty pitches. He was fine. Yeah, I mean, he, like, he, he allowed two runs, but I, I feel like some the, hard hit balls in there. Uh, some he had five I five think, hits of five wa- balls in play. that were over hundred miles an hour. Yeah, that's not good. Uh, if you want it positive, you look at it. You say he didn't walk anybody. That is a that is a real. Positive takeaway for Vince Velasquez. Didn't strike him out either, which is well, not great. You have three strikeouts or something like that? That's not, it's not great, but it's, you know, I'm saying the point is, is, is I'm with you. I just Velasquez think was not great, but it was fun. I think his start on, his start on Monday was more uh, 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 results of a process. The process That's to get fair. the results were not. That's fair. So, That's fair. Um, yeah, I just. Uh, and look, five innings. I'm not going to, but we are where we at with Velasquez. Five innings isn't going to change it one way or the other. Right. They do need to start pitching deeper into games. I mean. No doubt about it. Especially with this bullpen. Well, it's been taxed and it hasn't been great. No, it hasn't been great. And they don't really have a great long man. I mean, they don't really have a. <laughs> Once Juan's gotten Nicasio, supposed to be my long man. Yeah, so. Man. Yeah, I, anyway, we'll get into the, the nitty gritty. It is, it is. A, I didn't think Gabe had a great night, but whatever. Well, yeah. He he had a. No, great in baseball, series. sometimes you have to concede. I, I get it. Baseball is a grind. You're down 9 nothing in the sixth inning. I understand that you are, in a sense, conceding that game and saying, all right, I'm going to put Andrew Knapp in. I'm going to. Andrew Knapp. It's Knapp, right? That, that, that's where this is coming Nick from. Williams. Well, Andrew Knapp, I, you know where I'm at. I never want to see that guy play baseball for my team ever again. <laughs> Trevor Trevor Rosenthal was his first out. Dude, his, his the first, out was first was person in the history of baseball to take until their fifth appearance to get their first out of the season. Who was that first out? Andrew freaking Knapp strikes out. What a freaking shock that was. But that's neither here nor there. It's more that like you let Nicasio hit in that spot, which is fine. I get it. You're saying, we're conceding this game. I need innings. And then you pull in yeah. the next inning. Yeah. What, what are you doing? Yeah. I, I just I didn't think it was Gabe's best night, and I think Gabe's been great this year. But I thought you're right; the whole series was not Gabe's best series. No, um, and like they 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 went into the Nola start, and they had this plan. And I understand like you, Nola should have been able to get through seven. I think that's more on Nola than it is on Gabe. I agree, especially he had pitched well enough through those first six. And I I just don't think I don't like the idea of having uh, a preset. Obviously, you want a game plan hanging into a, a baseball game, but. Th- Things go wrong in baseball games. And Absolutely. I don't, I don't like that he had this idea of, like, we need Nola to get seven, which you're not sure he can do. I mean, you would like to. You you would, you think he can. He most likely will. But having this set plan of Nola seven, like, Naris for two. Like, I don't know. Like base, Baseball games are crazy. And look, it blew up in his face. He couldn't get Nola through seven. When he does go to Naris, Naris has a 30-pitch inning. You can't put well, him back he, out there for another Sir inning. He Anthony in for the seven, four, right. four pitches. Well, and then, yeah, and, that, and then you Naris. know I had an issue with that, too. We, You and I argued about that through text. Stupid double switch. Give me another inning of Sir Anthony in that spot. I thought the extra inning of Sir Anthony was more valuable to me than the, the at-bat. Neither here nor there. I didn't think Gabe had a great series, but yesterday... What? That was just a, a rough. Oh, rough it was horrible. It was horrible. I mean, it was it was it was very. Uh, I watched every second of that game. Well, I mean, same. <laughs> I know, but like that. I, it was Although I will say, I will say, when they're getting blown out, Scott and L- Scott and LA are at their best. Oh, that, that I'm sure like they're the just se- having fun doing their thing. <laughs> I should have turned it on. I was watching the game. It was amazing. So the seventh through ninth, they start talking about. So there's this report that the in Boston University, the the students did some report and on the umpires balls and strikes last year. Uh, uh, home plate umpires got thirty four thousand five hundred and seventy eight or something like that balls and strike calls wrong last year. I mean, <laughs> and in honor of Stu Sherwater last night, that that was one of the worst home plate umpire performances I remember in recent times. Well, he about, was horrendous. There's been a lot of umpire problems this Zero year. Zero consistency from inning tanning. and like I mean, when Reese Hoskins, when you can see him turn around and you could see on the television copy his mouth go, "Bro, that wasn't even close." Like he. Reese is not the type of guy who's going to turn around and like get annoyed with an umpire in most situations. Yeah. He was pissed because yeah. it wasn't close. Yeah, if, if Reese Hoskins thinks it's a ball, it's probably a ball. It's probably a ball. Especially yeah. if he's like, that's not close. I mean, 
Anyway. Yeah. But it was funny because then L.A. was like, that's not a shock to this reporter. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and they started talking about how L.A. had like a, like a has some kind of gas problem at his house. And like there's a, it sounds like the bomb is going off and everyone like freaks out and it's been going on for months or whatever. See, this is, that's good, con- it's, it's it's good, good content right yeah, there. Yeah, it's good for the le- when they're getting blown out. But it was on, on TV. It was literally like torture. It, yeah. At, at the sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth innings was was. Like torture. I felt like I was Chinese water torture. I'm sitting there just having to deal with it. Yeah. Well, uh, it was uh, it was one of those nights. One of those and nights. It and it was a bad. I tell you what. It's it, a bummer because it's one of those ones where the run differential really gets slammed, and you're like, damn it. Makes well, us look the worse than we are. The reason I was I was even more frustrated not not only seeing my offense get shut down by Jeremy Hellickson, what, which is what, what why <laughs> how how does this happen, Jack? I don't we know. We know man. Jeremy Hellickson. Uh, he didn't even look good. I know. They're like, oh, he's, he's really dotting the outside of the plate, or he's not leaving anything over the middle of the plate. I was like, I could hit that stuff. That looks like meatballs. Yeah, Hellickson losing to Jeremy Hellickson is a is a, a frustrating experience. A kick in the junk. Uh, yeah, that's what I call it. It was crazy, and you have that. Um, and the, the the way they come out after blowing the six one game and it looked like that it was it was mildly disappointing. It's a, a Jack, actually, that's really a good point. That's probably my biggest issue with the whole thing was that you have a game where you're up six five, bottom of the nine, two outs, two strikes. You end up losing that game. That is a gut wrenching loss. Yeah, to come back the next night in your ballpark and get boat raced. Yeah. It's a bad look. I mean, it was 24 unanswered runs by the Nats until yeah. the until the last <laughs> inning. 24. It's like what is the basketball what? game? <laughs> a freaking basketball what? game. Even then, you rarely see 24 unanswered. Yeah, Jeez, it's Louise. a baseball game. It's crazy. Um, yeah, and boy, I tell you what, uh, are we are we sure Jose Alvarez is better than Luis Garcia? Oh, we're not. <laughs> are we we're sure? Not. We're not sure Jose Alvarez should be on this team. I mean, can right we now. get James Bosses back up here or anyone else? Better idea. Put Aaron Altair in the bullpen. He's better than Jose Alvarez. Well, Jose Alvarez, I I, I mean, I thought he was going to... Were his numbers in LA... Like, is that real? Like, were, were his numbers <laughs> fake? <laughs> you made it up. No one watches Angels games, so you can't confirm. They might have just made it up. They might have. Like, he had like a three-year like three ERA, like four straight years. He's not it, good. Aaron Altair was pretty good, though. I was shocked. I was impressed. I was always right about Aaron Altair. I was about to say, you knew it the whole time. That's what you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. 90, pumping 90 in there. Well, I think if you a little bit of a slurve at one point there. I, I think if he worked on his mechanics, he could be something. <laughs> Maybe. Have a second have a second career. All right. He didn't finish well, but I, I thought he was okay. Okay. We'll get into the Marlins coming up in a little bit, but... All right, let's get back to the staff. Let's let's look at the staff as a whole real quick. What are you more concerned about, the the starting staff or the bullpen? That's a great question. The starting staff. I agree. Yeah, because uh, it's more important ultimately. I mean, you need guys who are going to go out and give you innings. You need you need starting pitching in this game. Like you know, they don't have it right now. And now there's more question marks than I mean, the freaking the Nolan regression season. I didn't expect that to happen. Me either. And look, I am we're again three starts. I'm not overreacting, but. We're just reacting to what we're seeing on the field. Yes, and also, like, look, the one thing with Nola that we didn't talk enough about coming into the season is the 50-plus inning bump he had last year. We didn't even mention it, and that's on us. We should have mentioned that as a potential cause for concern. Yeah, it's just so it's so hard, it's so hard to do that. Like it's so hard to be like, I don't know, I think Nolan might have a regression season. Yeah, because he was freaking awesome <laughs> last year. He was amazing year. last year. And, it was, and he's taken and every year he's been in the majors, he's taken a step forward. Yeah. Like he has incrementally gotten better and better and better. Yeah, I mean, every year you could pencil in or I mean, every start last year you could pencil in seven innings less than two runs mm-hmm. or two runs or less. Two runs or less. And this year it's just and he, let me I don't think he was as bad as people are making it out to be in the national start. I don't either. It was just that one inning. Like, I mean, well, he was pretty good otherwise. In, in the first, Harper drops that fly ball that yep. should have been caught. No, should, no run should have scored I in the agree first. I agree with you. Um, and the, the decision to leave him out there for the seventh, do people, like Gabe had to do that because of how the bullpen was set up. They didn't have anyone else left. I mean, I Robertson, Neshek, and Adam Morgan were all down. So he had to put Nola back out there. No, imagine imagine the reaction if they pulled Nola after 80 pitches in six innings. I oh, mean, he would have gotten killed. He would have got crushed. Mm-hmm. Goes out there. Franco makes the error. Uh, he has one more Defoe struck out. He didn't. They didn't call that, but he Defoe got out anyway. But still, that that could have saved some pitches. And 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 then the, the home runs happened. And I think the home runs are probably the most concerning thing. So before, so yeah, the numbers aren't great. Well, the numbers. So if you go back, so just to, to so from uh, March, April, whatever you want to say, through August of last season, he gave up eight home runs. Since the start of September last season through now, fourteen. And obviously a lot less games. Yeah, which, I mean, the, the ball's just flying flying out of the ballpark, so... Is that, I mean, like, looking back, is that something you look back at September, looking now and say, like, what's going on? Is that an issue? 
We have some breaking news. Ooh, we got breaking news? The Phillies will host the 2026 All-Star Game at Citizens Bank Park. Hey, it finally happened. Good things happen on Thursdays. <laughs> 2026? Is that the 30-year uh, anniversary of the 1996 All-Star Game? I guess so. Like a magical all-star game. It has to do with 30th, <laughs> 30th anniversary. That's of what it. they're thinking, right? Yeah, it has to be that. It's the only thing that makes any sense, right? Yeah, I, I mean, sure. I, I guess we have to remember that. That was the, um, that was, I mean, Bonds was in that one, right? It was mm-hmm. the home run derby. It was a Veterans Day, which is weird in the first place, I, I thought. But uh, that's exciting. It's well, about finally, time I mean, time. yeah, dude, Citizens Bank Park has deserved an all-star game. It's r- absurd that there's not been one there. I mean, that's just absurd. It's one of the best ballparks in baseball, and it's been around for a long time. Dude, I'm going to be 31. I don't even want to think about I know. what I'm going to be. <laughs> Not cool. I'm going to be able to... My daughter is going to be like walking, talking, thinking to that game. So that'll be great. She's going to be excited to be there. Yeah. She'll actually know what like... What is the is. High Host podcast doing for that? For that? Oh, <laughs> what are we, we doing? we to start planning now. I mean, like we should be at least invited by that. I mean, how big is the High Host podcast going to be by 2026? In seven years? Yeah. I mean, we We're should... still going to be talking? I mean, we should own the Will city, that be right? the pathetic breakout season? <laughs> <laughs> Will that be it? Oh, it's so sad. <laughs> so there it sad. goes. Uh, and starting the All-Star game, Nick Pavetta in Philly. He and finally there, did it. And there's Jack Fritz. <laughs> Outside, looking very sad. Jack Fritz. He drove himself crazy. <laughs> Poor <for> the, Jack. <laughs> he drove himself crazy for six straight years for the Pavetta breakout, and it finally happened. Finally happened. Yes. Okay. So, so Pavetta started the 2026 All Star Game. So Calling it now. We're a little nervous about Nola. All right. So yeah, I, I pulled up the the thing I wrote. So he's uh, throwing his change up a little bit less this year. Yeah. So his, his home runs. His home runs per nine right now is 2.93. Last year it was .72. That's a massive difference. Massive difference. And the ball's flying out of the yard. Like, I I just, I don't remember him, like, the first first four months of last season, he he allowed eight home runs. Yep. Like, eight home runs. The entire time. He's given up five already this year. Yeah, it's it's crazy. So you have that. Um, like the heart, his hard hit percentage is bad. The barrel percentage is bad. His barrel percentage right now is thirteen point six. His barrel percentage last year was four. Yeah, that's not good. Like that's he, more. I'm more. I'm. I'm more worried now. You're making me more worried. People now. are squaring him up. Like that's that's the thing that I'm most. His ball moves so much. How are they squaring him up? Uh, and why I think that is happening is because he hasn't thrown his changeup. He threw. What's what's going on with that? I like why? No, I know. I, maybe he lost a, a a feel for it. I mean, just like Fritz did with his freshman year <laughs> of college. Um, but like, uh, he's throwing his change up less, right? So last year he threw his change up twenty percent of the time, mm-hmm. and it's when like he had thirteen percent so far this year, it's at thirteen percent now, and it's going down because in the national start he threw ninety nine pitches and only threw ten change ups, and th- like this is this is the problem with a two pitch pitcher. It's because because guys can just tee off on your other pitches, and what made Nola so good last year was that whether it's it, all right, let's say it's a two one count, boom, change up. Mm-hmm. You can't just sit on a fastball with Nola, and right now, since he's only been primarily a two pitch pitcher, they can just sit on his two pitches. Like, like his curveball is way more devastating when it maybe when look, you don't know if it's going to be a fastball or changeup, right? It? Yeah, for right. Sure. So what made Nola so great last year, and what led to Nola having the two three seven ERA, was that. In any count, no matter what, he could throw whatever pitch he want, and he would go right where he needed to go. And this year, it just has not been the case. And when you don't have that third pitch, like like he he needs, then his his stuff just is not as as ridiculous as it was. All right, let's go worry meter, worry meter from one to ten on Aaron Nola. <sighs> well, I think he's going to be a. I don't know. He's not going to get. I don't know if he's going to get back to the level he was last year. Like that level of good, but I think he's going to be a fine pitcher. It just might it might need to change our expectations. So a five like maybe or a, so, like maybe like a three two ERA or something. Okay, like a three ERA. The one, the other thing I want to mention that that is that is killing him. I think he's throwing forty percent, forty seven percent. He's of of accounts he's getting behind. Really? So like no no no. He's he's starting accounts 47 percent of the time. So fifty three percent of the time he's starting out. 1-0. Last year it was seventy percent. I was gonna say it felt like last year he threw first pitch strike all the time. He was he's not throwing first, so he's not throwing. That's a fir- real issue. He's not throwing first pitch strikes. He's not throwing his change up, and he's his his walk rate is is eighteen uh, percent right now. It was seven last year. These numbers are scary, Jack. <laughs> like it's they're they're. I mean numbers don't take- numbers don't lie. P- people do, and it's like this isn't that's not great, right? 
I think I th- I do think that for him to get back to where he was, I think the most important thing for him, I mean the most important pitch in baseball is is strike one. Um, but for Nola to get back to where he was last year and get back to that pitcher, it comes down to the changeup for me. I, and I look, I am willing to be more on the it's only three starts side of things because I do believe in Nola. I believe he will get back. I do think it's a good point though that that to expect him to be the two three seven ERA guy at this point is probably unlikely. But I think he can get close to that. Yeah, I think he can still be an ace type pitcher for the Phillies this season. And I mean, obviously, they need him. They, to be. He has to be. They need I mean, him. To he, be. All right, so let's. Let's also, guys aren't chasing. Like the, his chase rates is also down, which isn't great. So people aren't swinging his stuff outside the zone. And again, I think he's that not comes, fooling people. I think that comes way. back to the changeup. Yeah. Okay. So let's look at it from a macro perspective, because you and I, I think, both agree there's still Dallas Keuchel out there. There are trade options, all that. A little PSA action here. Yes. Craig Kimbrell too. Why aren't they signing these guys? They have such clear deficiencies. Jack. Why aren't they signing these guys? They're not signing Craig Kimbrell or Dallas Keuchel because they do not want to pay the luxury tax. Oh, that is the only... real John Middleton, not Jack Middleton type of attitude here, John. I'm sorry if that deflates you, but that is the only reason those guys are not here because the Phillies are viewing this as this is year one of a five-year window. We don't want to go over it in year one and, and have to get back under it next year to reset it. Like they don't and want- so for those who don't know, it is punitive. It's more punitive the more years in a row you are over the tax. So once you can get under it, you kind of reset your clock, as Jack is talking about. But it 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 is exponential from year to year. So if you're over it two years in a row, it's worse. Three years in a row, four years in a row, so on and so forth. It exponentially gets worse and worse and worse. And it's why the Nationals didn't go after Bryce Harper. Mm-hmm. Because they, they would have been in luxury tax hell. Yep. Like they would have been in, in, a, in a part of the bracket that's never been approached before. It's why we knew that they weren't going to sign him. It's why we kept saying he's not going back to Washington. Also... Let's just make fun of the Nationals real quick. I know they took two out of three. <laughs> it's harder today, James. I know, it is harder, but but James. 15-1 makes it harder. James, my, my good friend, let me just inform you. Good. That, that they haven't gotten an, a single dollar of TV money in the last year because of the Masson deal that's going on with the Orioles. They couldn't sign anyone because they have no they have no TV oh, revenue. That is bad. They have no TV revenue. How is that possible? The Phillies, meanwhile, have a three billion dollar yes. contract. I think I'm gonna. Exclude. I thought it was two and a half, but either way, they got billions. Oh, I round up. I like it. I'm a big roundup guy, <laughs> especially when you're talking about billions, hundreds of millions. Why right? not? It's of course. Roundup. So, you know. Sure, we lost 15-1, to but guess what? At least we're making money, and at least we can afford to pay our players, and be a real shame if they can't pay Anthony Rendon. Why do they sign Patrick Corbin? It's a great question. Crazy. Also, Anthony Anthony Rendon. Anthony Rendon. (laughs) He's been in 429. I saw. Trust me. He just killed us. Like Murders. He's awesome. Him and Juan Soto... Juan Soto are going to haunt us. Uh, Juan and we haven't even gotten started on Victor Robles. I'm so not excited about those two guys. And Robles, too, so, obviously. Screw Victor Robles. That's my general take on these things. Juan Soto, 24 career home runs. Eight against, eight against the Phillies. A third of them <laughs> against the And he's like, I can't believe that guy's 20. He looks like he's like a monster. Oh, he's monster. a man-child. Yes. An absolute man-child. That ball off He doesn't Ho- act like a 20-year-old. He doesn't look like a 20-year-old. Yeah, that moonshot. That ball off of Jose Alvarez oh. was was like Pujols versus Lidge <laughs> oh, man. in 05. Like, it, was the, it was the major league that, it's too high, it's too high. That was too high. For sure it's fair. No, no, we're not. But I'm. We are sure that there was not enough evidence overturned. I think that if that gets called foul on the field, maybe it stays foul. It looked like it went over it, right? It looked close enough where it was. It looked like it was going over it, but it did hook a ton foul after. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't yeah. know. We're not sure, but hey. Also, also, I want to make fun of the Nats one more time. Like, Davey Martinez is still horrible. His job. Yeah, he's it, not. Great. So, so all right. So they get it. All right, they go. All right. Bases loaded, JT Real Muto coming. Or no, no. Runners on second and third or first and no, second? No, it was bases loaded. It was bases loaded. No, no, it wasn't. It no. was first and second. It was, it was first, first and second. second is what it was. First yes. and second. First and second. Okay, you first and second. You have Real Muto up. You see who's in the on-deck circle, which is Andrew Knapp. <laughs> and you pitch to JT Real Muto, and he scorches the ball. just happens to be right at a guy. Right at a guy, yeah. Right at left fielder. I mean... Are you asleep at the wheel? Uh, it's Do you a, have a pulse? It's a great question. Does, I mean, does I would, Dave Martinez have a pulse? I would, I would consider walking a run in just to face nap if it were bases loaded in that situation. Like that's how much I'd rather. I'd, I'll give him one run. I'm going to face Andrew Nap here. 
Bad. God. Very bad. Andrew Knapp is still on this brain <laughs> floor. I just broke yeah. my pen, Jack. I just, that, I broke my pen. Andrew Knapp. I love this pen. What he, what he brings really that at people. Really upset. Him trying to catch him. last night was also hilarious. But, um, yeah. So oh, yeah. How about not being able to do, like, the one thing you are here to do? Right. Bad. Um, so, yeah. It's the bad. Phillies. The I broke my pen, Jack. I'm really... The Phillies do not want to pay the luxury tax. That's what this all boils down to. And that's a bummer. It's a bummer. Man up. You are a big boy now. We are big boys now. I get it. Ugh. I get it. But it's like sympathizing with it's people. year. It's year one. Jack loves the billionaires. That's what it is. That's on the side <laughs> Just of the saying. Billionaires. I, I am on the, on the side of the billionaires. I'm on the side of, of my you know team being I'm smart. I'm on the side of Jack. The people. All right, I get it. I speak for the people, Jack. I, I totally, I'm, I, I am totally with you. Does uh, anyone out there care if John Middleton goes over the luxury tax? Oh, no. Okay. The Braves just extended Ozzy Albies. Well, you had to expect that was coming. I know everyone's getting extended these days. <laughs> it's, it's the, no free, no free agent is ever hitting the market again unless they're in India. And that's yeah, it. Francisco Lindor's gonna be the last one. Also, speaking of of hilarious extensions, that Chris Sale contract is gonna be horrible. It is aging really poorly, really, fi- really quickly. Yeah, really quickly. Throwing eighty nine. All right, uh, I want to get into, real quickly also, as we're still on the pitching staff thing. So, real quick, before we move on to the bullpen, is there anything they could do right now, starting-wise, or just hope guys figure it out? No. Uh, I mean, unless unless someone in AAA forces their hand, I don't see them being able to make a move. Like, if Eikhoff goes on a nice little run here, maybe they bring him up. Drew but Anderson. I, Drew Anderson, if he, yeah. if he pitches well. I mean, Cole Irvin's pitching okay. Um, I, I, I just, I think you, you, they had to, I think for two straight Ever since this trade deadline last year, they have misevaluated this pitching staff, and it's it's mildly concerning when you're looking at the at the future of the Phillies because at the trade deadline last year, remember they had five guys that never pitched as much as they had, and they were all pitching above their heads. We talked about it right here and they, on this podcast, right? And they they went out and they reinforced the other parts of the team. They brought in players to to supplant the young guys in the field, and they tried to win that way, but didn't touch the pitching staff, even though there was signs that there was cracks in the armor of the pitching staff. This offseason, they try to get Jay Hab. They didn't want to give him a third year. Like like why didn't you get Charlie Morton? Like, uh, like why you No, know, what did I say? Who did I say was my one guy going into the offseason? Go back and listen to the podcast. I was like, bring me Charlie Morton. Like bring you, me Charlie Morton. You could have easily done that. I just for, from the from the from the trade, he's been awesome. From the trade, well, shocking. From the trade deadline last and year, he's one of those guys you like. If you see him pitch, and and the gifs are all over Twitter and all that, but like he's just nasty. Like all you have to do is watch that guy pitch and be like, oh, he's good. Like that guy's good at this. Right. Agreed. So <gasps> for, for 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 ever since the trade deadline so last like three year, years thirty million or something. Like they've that done something like that, right? Three two years, years four, two years, thirty. Two years, fine, great, even better, less years. Right. Right, it's 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 infuriating, and and for two and since the trade deadline last year, they have misevaluated this pitching staff, and I, I fear that they might have might have done it again. Sure, like they, they look at I like FIP, um, sure, but I think they they live and die by it a little they bit quote, too much. They comment, they quote it, comment it all, all the time. It's like oh, but his FIP is blah blah blah. FIP is blah. It's like all right, we get it. You you know what FIP is? Cool. Yeah, I mean FIP can work, but there has to be there has to be more to your evaluation of your starters than just using their FIP and thinking that your defense is going to be that much improved that it's going to be that like that drastic of a difference. You have to physically watch these guys throw and see that Velasquez is all over the place and doesn't have great stuff. Pavetta's a two pitch pitcher, and Arietta hasn't missed a bat in two years. So, so I'm a now little I'm thinking about the, now I'm just stuck thinking about the Rays and they got Charlie Morton and Yanni Chirinos and all these guys who could just. Make the ball move and like compete, scare like. Well, I mean, Ho- Jose Alvarado. I mean, <laughs> that dude, that guy just throws hard. And the, did you see that one? Yeah, I've never seen a pitch move like that in my life at, at ninety nine. That's what I mean. Yeah. It was a fastball, and somehow it just like just tailed off the table. Like I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. So I, I, I'm, I'm a little frustrated with their evaluation of their own pitching staff, and because uh, the most important thing when you're when you're looking at a future of a team, you have to self evaluate, and you have to self evaluate, and you have to see what you have, and like. We're we're on board the JT Realmuto trade, but what if they gave away Pedro 2.0? Well, the way they evaluate their pitchers and they were willing to trade him, who knows now? Well, now which I'm is scared. Mildly, mildly now concerning. Now I'm scared. Mildly concerned. Although Spencer Howard did is starting to ease my concerns a little bit. Um, yeah, you know where I'm at on Spencer Howard. That's my guy. I'm very in on Spencer Howard. Yeah. All right, bullpen. Uh, Elliot Chirparks wrote a piece for 94WIP.com yes. that he consulted you on, and the idea was partially. 
Yeah, apparently, yeah. He, he asked you, and then he took some of what you said, not the others. Yeah. Because there was he a had name to, missing from it that I thought was crazy. He had to work in those two uh, good Marlins relievers. Who doesn't want Drew Steckenrider <laughs> on their squad? All right. Um, quickly, if they should be looking to trade for a bullpen arm, where do you stand on, on a potential bullpen arm trade? There are some names out there. I know there's one guy who you would like to see them go for. I mean, I would I would love Felipe Vasquez. Um, He's I, really good. Yeah, and the thing is, he's going to cost a lot. He's not a free agent until 2024, so mm-hmm. he's 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 27 years old, yeah. and, and if he's you very look at good. The recent history of what those the Brad Hands of the world, the Andrew Millers of a few years ago, like you're giving up legit. Guys. You're giving up your best prospect, probably. I mean, if uh, what the Yankees got for Andrew Miller a couple years ago when they traded Andrew Miller was Clint Frazier and Justice Sheffield. Yep. Both at times have been top twenty prospects in all of baseball. So it's nice. I mean, it's Sheffield not, is now. It is and nice. They to traded see him to the Mar- Mariners, but it's nice to see that Clint Frazier has finally arrived. Finally playing, man. He's looking good. I'm happy for Clint. Um, but yeah, so Felipe Ginger. Yeah, Felipe Vasquez is going to cost a lot. But I here's here's where I'm at with the bullpen. I would rather pay a lot prospect wise. For a, a player that is still theoretically on the rise, or at least maintainable, rather than pay a guy who's clearly on the decline, like like Craig Kimbrell. Like Craig Kimbrell in last year, his spin rates have gone down, his walk rates have gone up, like his strikeout up. rate has gone down, and his velocity has and gone really, down. And really, if you look at it, two of the last three years for Kimbrell have been bad. He had that one otherworldly year two years ago, and everyone's like, oh, Kimbrell's back. But if you look at the year he had two years ago, or two years ago, I guess three years ago now, and this past season prior to this season... He's been he's gotten saves. He's not been good. Right, and the the Yankee uh, the, the the Red Sox had Chris Sale close the game last year. The close the World Series. Like that's a pretty big indicator that Craig Kimbrell's not right. Absolutely. So the the underlying stats would show that Craig Kimbrell's not nearly as good as he as he once was. And I just don't like I don't like paying closers for prior performance. So I don't I'm I don't want Craig Kimbrell. Like I I I do think that Robertson and Sir Anthony are both better options this season than Craig Kimbrell. Ooh, I like that take. Robertson. Is fine. He's, yeah, and and Sir Anthony looks. Like we we talked about Sir Anthony on Monday. We're right on. It was yes. on Monday. It was on Monday, and he looked great again. He looked great, and it was like it, great. Like ninety eight with cut was back. It back. Was, it was it, good. That exactly what we were talking about. We're like, where's that pitch where he throws the cutter and just cuts away at the end of the pitch? Like, right. We didn't see any of that. We saw it, Agreed. and also the four pitch outing. He looked great again uh, two nights ago. Just he's looked good. And and everyone's worried about a set closer. I would love to have a set closer. Like, so would Gabe. So would Glentak. They've talked about it. Right. I think I think Robertson's going to work his way into becoming the set closer. I think he's looked much better. I think he's calmed down. Everything's kind of settling back into a rhythm, and they'll have they'll have a set guy. But also, if you got like a, a Vasquez or you got Rossiel Iglesias, and you had them as your closer, whoever you're going to bring up, and you're saying for years to come, yeah, is that, I is that. I would rather pay the prospect price for a guy that's going to be here for three to four years that is still young and still theoretically could maintain than to sign than to sign Craig Kimbrell. I I would pay prospect wise. Okay, and I would too. I'm totally cool with that. I got a name, not an Elliot's piece. I don't know if you said it to him or not, but this guy is in the last year of his contract, so you're going to get him for way cheaper. Yes. than Vasquez would come. How about that Will Smith? Man? I thought that's what he's was such be. a good pitcher. Like all that dude does is get out. Yeah. He's a lefty. They freaking love lefties. He's shown he can close in San Francisco. He's in the last year of his contract. He's making four million dollars. Go get Will Smith. Go get Will. You know where the San Francisco Giants are going? Nowhere. They are very willing to move pieces, especially one who's probably going to leave at the end of the season. Williams? Would you trade Nick Williams for Will Smith? In a second, I wouldn't think twice about it. Will Smith is... I wonder if they would do it. Will Smith is... Do you think the Giants would do it? Yes. I think the Giants... I mean, they're well, starting Steven Duggar. Here, so. Yeah, here's the point. And, and again, this is all dependent upon how they value certain guys and how they would you know look at Nick Williams and what they think he is. But the point is, is if both Vasquez and Smith get traded, Vasquez is going to go for a haul. Oh, yeah. And Will Smith could be gotten for not a haul. Yeah, but... Obviously, the difference is that you only get him for this year, and and then you know you figure it out, and all right? That. And then he's twenty nine; he's going to be thirty next season. How do you really want to sign him long term and all that? But yeah, for right now, if you're looking for an arm who you don't have to pay out the ass for, but who could come in and make a world of difference for this team, I think Will Smith's that guy. I agree. I, I think I think Will Smith is, is is very good. Um, and I'm just here for the the West Philadelphia memes. I mean, it would, oh, I didn't even think about that would, part of it. Oh, that would have been amazing. It would be phenomenal. Let's do that. It That's worth great. it. That's but, uh, worth it just for that. But uh, my my stance on Kimbrel is that he's not nearly as good as he was. It would, like, do do people think that if he was 
sign on Monday, he would be able to close on Tuesday. Like, like the, people I act. People think that people yeah. act like Craig Kimbrell could roll out of bed and be like Clemens in 05 and win. If a they Cy signed him today, it is April 11th. Craig Kimbrell would not pitch for the Phillies until early May. Some other is that na- a fair fair thing to say. Yeah. Okay. Some other names I laid out for Elliot that he did not use in the piece. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I, I he he did use Michael Givens and Archie Bradley. Which uh, uh, look, Bradley. I don't know if they'd trade Bradley. I think that he's one of those guys who, even though they're not competing, they believe in is a, a core part of their team. But I would gladly, gladly take Archie Bradley in a second. Givens is cheap. Givens a good pitcher, I, I think. And the Orioles are going to sell whatever they can for for value. So yeah, that's an issue. I name. gave him the name Shane Green. Just eight for eight, Disgusting. Man. Eight for eight. Yeah. Eight for eight. They've won eight games. He saved all of them. Yeah. Tigers are bad. They could use a piece. Oh, and it's, they would trade Shane Green right now. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Rossi Iglesias, kind of in the Felipe Va- We've Vasquez. We've talked about him. Struggled so far this year, hasn't looked great. And also the Reds are kind of, he just got his first save, but they've kind of been using him unconventionally too so far. But I love Rice Iglesias. I've long been a Rice Iglesias fan in. He's the one guy in baseball that I always look at and say, I would have no chance to hit this guy. <laughs> the one. Yeah. The only one. No, no, I know. But like if I was a major leaguer. You're talking about Jose Alvarado and now that no, pitch no, is just like, I know. was like, who could possibly but hit But he that? does the whole like sidearm thing. He's nasty. I love him. Yeah. Um, in. I, I agree with you. Uh, Keone Kella from the Pirates. Sure. Too. Sure. Uh, and my final one, Kirby Yates. Oh, I thought about Yates too. Uh, he would Yates be, of hell. He, I like that. I like to call him Kerbert. I don't know why. I did that. I was watching. Is him. he a Kerbert? He was a great savior. No, he's not. I just called him Kerbert. Well, because I own him on my fantasy team. Shout out to Kirby. Okay. Um, and I watched his save yesterday. He was. It was like starts off rough. Runners on first and second. What does he do? He just strikes a bunch of guys out because he's Kirby Yates. No yeah. problem. There, here's the point. Here's the point. It, and real quick on Kirby Yates, he was actually the very first name that popped in my head. I just think the Padres want to try and contend this year, so I don't know if they'd be as willing to move on from him. Agreed. He was the very first name I thought of. When this type of discussion comes, agreed. Up. And uh, I, <laughs> I like Hector Neris. I don't trust Hector Neris. No, no, he's. I mean, look, I, we both. I, I very much like Hector Neris, but especially in high leverage situations, I like can't. Pe- I can't trust him. I don't feel great about it. Like people are, are throwing him in the same same realm as Sir Anthony and and Robertson. I think that's crazy. Dude, a lot of people think he's like the de facto closer if you had to choose one, which is. Insanity to me. That's cr- that guy can't handle. Insan- he went for like <laughs> he went for way too much money on my fab budget bidding yeah. this past. Someone spent like ten bucks on him. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, I think I think the the official position. This is fair. The official position of the High Hopes podcast is we'd rather trade prospects for a good reliever that is still maintain their 100%. level one hundred percent rather than going after Craig Kimbrell, paying him too much, maybe giving him like three or four years for a guy that's clearly on the decline. Yeah, my take on Kimbrell has always been. Two years, maybe. One year, sure. Why the hell not? But I'm with you. I would much rather get someone I legitimately trust. A guy I know will get the job done. Now, what about this? Would it, would the smart plan for the Phillies to be give Keiko a one-year deal for $16 million-ish and then Shout shorten the bullpen? Cap. Yeah. I think that'd be a... Look, Which, that's, that's, that's smarter than I've using... I've often said I would rather sign Keiko than Kimbrell. I still believe that. That has not changed. Because when I... When I've, I've been trying to watch um, potential trade candidates. Like I've just been trying to monitor Bumgarner. I don't like what I've seen from Bumgarner at all. It hasn't been great so far. And like you, I only talk to rival scouts and, and executives, and they're just like, hey, he might be done. Like the fastball's not there. The stuff, the stuff just doesn't look great. I mean, I just don't. I don't think I want any old starter anymore. I mean, I think Sales almost toast. Ariad I don't love. Darvish looks horrible. Like all these old guys. Have gotten old quick. Yeah, very People have quick. Falling off a cliff quickly, which is crazy. I mean, to the me. sale thing is is I'm not ready to put Chris Sale out to pasture yet. I can't. He's been too great for too long. But, yeah, but, yeah, but I dude. mean, he's been top three in Cy Young like five years in a row or something. I know. Even Scherzer doesn't look as dumb. No. Yeah, I mean, Degrom actually got hit up the other yeah, day. But, yeah, well, he's fine. Degrom's fine. He's um, the one guy I actually feel unbelievable about. So when I look at when I look at the the, the potential trade candidates, I don't know if there's a starter out there that's going to make a huge difference rather than a guy in the bullpen. So I Keiko might even be one of the best options available. I mean Robbie Ray, he looked good last night. He threw five no hit innings and struck out ten um and then got hit around a little bit. He's probably the best trade the best trade option right now. It's crazy. Because I don't think there's any like, I look at the other starters and it's just who well, who who is who is who is gonna help me this year and for the future years? Because well no, yeah, that's the question. For I'm, as much I'm as more like this year, right for now. As much Who's as I, right now. I want to compete this year. I would love to try to win the World Series this uh-huh. year. But I, I am a window guy. 
and and I don't know if this is going to be the the year they get it done. So I don't want to give up major assets for a, a one year guy. I, I'm just cycling through the teams in my head right now who are absolutely not going to compete. Like not the fringe teams. Like even a team like you know the Pirates are not going to compete, but they're like fringy type of team. I T- think they're take pretty Joe much Musgrove out of it. from them. I would take Joe Musgrove. In a second. I think Joe Musgrove is a good young pitcher. I mean, yeah. I think there's upside there. I agree. But like, I'm talking like the Reds. Like a team like, like even Sonny Gray uh, is someone I would <laughs> take a shot on. I, I just, I'm I'm, I'm with you. The the options are not as enticing out there. People just say, oh, just trade for a pitcher. I don't know who you trade for. Hamels? Yeah. If that's it, the type it, of name. And the Cubs are, look, the Cubs are not ready to sell, but they've not been good to start. And Theo admitted that it's all his fault, so that's good. <laughs> he actually, he actually said at Jack Fritz WIP, it's my fault. Yeah, probably. Yeah, he's on Twitter. Did you, did you, did you miss that? I missed it. Yeah, it was good crazy. to know. All right, let's. Uh, how about we talk about a starting staff that that you're actually excited about? <laughs> They're facing the Marlins, buddy. The Frisky Marlins. They uh, they missed Pablo Lopez, so they don't have to deal Beautiful with that. Thing. So they got. I think they got Alcantara, Caleb Smith. And is it Richards that they get, or is it? Uh, oh no, I think it's um nah, Urena. They get Urena. Urena. That's no fun. It's fun for me. Good. I'd rather face Urena than than Richards. No, no. Um, not fun for you who wants to watch these guys pitch. Okay, yeah. So it's Alcantara versus uh, Alcantara versus Arietta, Kayla Smith versus Eflin, and Vince Velasquez versus Jose Urena. And that's actually the way you want it to shake out. Yeah, yeah. It's Urena stinks. <laughs> Yeah, he's terrible. He's terrible. And he's an asshole. Yeah, so. I don't like him at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it, it, it'll be a fun, a fun weekend. Alcantara's going to be hard to hit. Um, Caleb Smith, mm, I like him. I don't love him. He's, he's going to be a nice bullpen. He strikes guys out. Yeah, he strikes guys out. Yeah, but. so, um, yeah, it's honestly, couldn't come at a better time. They, get, they need they this. They need, need a get-right series right I now. wish Pavetta was pitching this weekend. Of course you do. You want to just get right back on the horse here. Well, Because you're facing the Marlins. Yeah. That's it. I need him to get a confidence start underneath his belt. I thought you were out on Nick Pavetta. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough to give up on right. the ones you love. Speaking of which, speaking of which, Pavetta, here's my here's my Jack Fritz take. What? I think that you see yourself as Pavetta, I know. and that yes, am I right about this? Yes. Yes, I knew it. I knew it. I knew that's why you're so in on Pavetta. There's there's a connection there that you could see it. You're like that's what I would be if I were in the major leagues. I, I, you're dead right. <laughs> you're dead right. I, I I thought about this long and hard. Too. I put way too much thought in this take, but I felt really good about it. I the reason I'm so happy. The I reason why I love Pavetta is because I just I see myself. I knew it. I had I a knew it. I had a, a I had a flat four seam fastball. <laughs> I had a nasty slider. Bit curve. of a head case. Major head case. <laughs> um, and very stubborn. Always thought they were right. Always thought they knew. Oh, I'm so happy about this. I knew it. It's very rare that anyone who coached me or played with me knew more about baseball than me. That's is all I will say. Um, <laughs> and no, I'm serious. Very like humble. I never I never took coaching well because I was like, like eh. I know more than you. Yeah. So Idiot. me and Pavetta I saw, I see, it's, it's just tough. You know, I you see it. a lot of yourself I in a guy it. and you want to believe in the guy. I, I'm just saying, if I had 96 and that level of a, of a curveball. You'd be a starter in the major leagues. You'd be a stud. In the you know what leagues. I would have done this, off, this whole offseason? I'm guessing learn a third pitch. Learn a third pitch. <laughs> you know, that, that's probably what I would have done. And maybe I would have messed around with a freaking splitter, dude. Like, so I was texting Franzen. I was texting Franzen and I was like. Name drop? It's not really a name drop. No, we talk just, about friends all the time. I'm just joking. And I texted Bit him. Bit of a name drop. I texted him. And he's ah, like, so, so I texted this former major league player in a biggie. He's like, he's like, he should learn a splitter. And I was like, I, I know. I know. <laughs> this is what I said. This is what I said. So very, very frustrated with, with where we're at with Pavetta. But there's nothing you can do about it now because he didn't do anything this offseason. So I guess keep running him out there and let my mention. Hope for the best. Like, I, feel like, I feel like I have to talk to him. I feel like I have to be like, listen, dude. You? You're making. Go down there. Talk to him. You're Say, making, hey, man, look at what you're doing to me. You're making me look bad. I put my ass on the line for you. Thank you. And what are you doing for me? Right. Not the Phillies. Not yourself. Me. Done. That's all that really matters. <laughs> <laughs> we, we get to the bottom of this every week. All right. Uh, anything you want to get to before final thoughts, Fritzy? Should we do uh, the Baseball America mock draft now, or should I finish oh, for, for final thoughts? But, but I, people are too excited. Just All right, give me give me one minute. Okay, okay, one minute. By the way, just real quick, the draft is in June. I don't care. The draft is in June, and we got a baseball team that matters. Go ahead. So, <laughs> Baseball America mocked Logan Davidson to the Phillies today or yesterday, and there are only two players I don't want in the first round, and it's him 
and it's Reese Hines. So the fact that they would do that to me, I thought it was a little bit rude. It's a personal front, like an affront to you. So th- this guy, they took, they actually took a direct shot. At now, him. I, now I get why they they pegged him because he's great play discipline and has power. But oh, the, sounds like a Phillies guy. Yeah, yeah. But the guy, the guy had a 200 batting average in the Cape Cod League, and he strikes out a lot. So that's not good. No. No, having a 200 batting average in a wood bat league, which is what you're going to be using in the major leagues. And he's a top 15 pick. Yeah, yeah. So not great. Please no. And and Reese Hines is this uh, power hitting third base prospect that has like light tower power, like legit raw, but he's just so raw. And I watched one game and I was like, this guy can't even touch a curveball. Yeah, like he, yeah. he trouble with the curve. Also, you trouble with the curve is what we call those you those kind of guys. That's they made a movie about. Yeah. It. Um, also, I mean, you did just draft a power-hitting third baseman last year. Not that, that really well, matters. that power-hitting third baseman has no home runs since they drafted him, oh and he's basically a slap hitter. But yes, I was wrong about his hands <laughs> not zapping all of his power. You've had a rough month on Twitter since Harper Lennon's pretty much been downhill. On Everyone's Twitter turning people. on the kid. It's like these people that people just forget that the only reason Bryce Harper's here is because of Harper Lennon. So yeah. you know, just you know, you can thank me every <laughs> once in a while. Oh, the buddy. only reason Bryce Harper's here, not three hundred thirty million. Not the the thirteen years. It's because of Harper. There we go. I I got nothing to say. That final thought, Jack. <laughs> final thought. I, I just I've uh, you know I've been wrong about some of the season. Mickey Moniak, <laughs> two for four last night. I should just call the final thought Mickey Moniak thought now moving forward. Mickey Moniak, two for four last night with a home run. It was supposedly freezing where they were. They were not in Reading. So um. Moniac Listen, breakout. Moniac breakout That's the season. That's break, the real breakout. Yeah. And and by the way, Adam Hazley is like 0 for his last 18, which is not a great start. Not great. Trade him. We'll see. Maybe we'll a Vasquez. Felipe Vasquez deal. Okay. We, all right. I think my Felipe Vasquez deal would be Hazley, Romero, and a lower level guy, like Gamboa. You know what I'm going to say to that, right? What? Pirates ain't taking that. Yeah, I guess be more. Cost control, lights out closer at 27? You got to give up your one of your top prospects, Medina Hazley. That's the thing. I yeah, that's what it's going to cost. I think I think you're going to have to give up someone like Medina to get Vasquez. I agree. That's why you go trade freaking JoJo for Will Smith, and you're good to go. Think about that. Yeah, but it's only for one year. Yeah, well, it's an important year, Jack. All right, my uh, fi- the Albies contract is nine fifty four. By the way, why do these people keep giving the Braves money? Like, why do you like? First of all, the Acuna contract is is now. We all thought the Nola contract was the best in the sport. Nope. It's the Acuna contract. You're going to have the or best Jose player Ramirez. in the sport. Yeah, yeah. The Jose Ramirez one has been for a while, but Acuna's better, and he's going to be better. At yeah. least. I mean, long term, he's better. And yes. I, co- I couldn't believe that. And now they're getting uh, Albies 9 for 54? Are they, like, forcing these guys to take these contracts? Are they, like, Nola at gunpoint? Noah was 4 for 45, wasn't he? Is it a gunpoint? I think they're at gunpoint, and they're just putting Sign a contract. We'll do it. I'm, I think that's what's happening. 9 for 54? I don't know what else is happening. All right, my final thought. That is crazy. It's crazy. All right, my final thought. I really like this pen. And you broke it? I'm really upset about it. Guess who I blame? Andrew Knapp! Get out of here! Leave! Please! Really sad about this pen. All right. It's okay. (laughs) We have WIP pens. Get right series this weekend. We better be talking about more fun stuff on Monday. Uh, Until then, he's Fred Sumsalter. We'll talk to you later. Thank you.